everyone and welcome back to the Plant Powered Podcast. Today I've got a very exciting interview with Tui on Instagram. She's called the Vegan CrossFit Girl, so I thought it would be really fun to get some cool fitness advice from another vegan. So do you want to just give a little bit of an introduction to who you are? Sure. Thank you for having me, first of all. I'm excited <laughs> to, to be here today. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm Tui, Tui van Rentergen, and I'm an online fitness coach. I live here in beautiful Bali. I've been living here for... Uh, three and a half years and what I do for my passion is coach people um, especially vegans to get to their best shape of their life and uh, then of course I train CrossFit so I'm a vegan CrossFit athlete so I also do a lot of fitness myself and uh, yeah that's about it I'm sure we're going to dive deeper into all that yeah uh, the first question I wanted to ask was, how's it been living in Bali during the pandemic and even now because that is a place that heaps of my friends and stuff has traveled to but we haven't really heard much about it since everything happened because they always relied on tourism so what's it like living there full-time yeah it's honestly quite interesting because like as an expat I live here in Changu which is like a little town where most of the expats live so here everything is being quite normal of course like way less people way less tourists but for us expats like uh, it's been quite of a peaceful place to be in because we haven't had any like massive major lockdowns um, we've been able to live quite normally but then of course like we are aware that it's affecting the locals a lot so of course we're also doing like all kinds of fundraisings and stuff like that to be able to help but we don't really see that like what it is like for of course we're always wondering like how how do these people come by without all the tourists but like from a selfish perspective like it's almost nice to not have like mm. thousands of thousands of people coming in every day because there's less traffic less pollution like you can basically go to all the tourist attractions. There's no one there. So you usually have to like line up to get it somewhere. So from that side of things, it's actually been quite refreshing because Bali is quite busy. I, I believe it's one of the most like touristic uh, destinations on earth. Um, yeah. But yeah, of course, we are hoping that things open up soon so that everyone can kind of get back to, to business and, and be happy. Are all the businesses and stuff doing okay? In Bali? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Here in Changu, everything is quite normal. But then, when you when you uh, drive up to like Semenyak or Kuta, which which are even more like, more like touristic places, pretty much like every shops are closed. It looks like literally like an abandoned ghost town. So in that sense, it's kind of like sad to go there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like here where I live, I I don't move out of Changu like on a weekly basis. So here is kind of like you kind of forget about the pandemic. Of course, everyone's wearing masks and stuff like that. Yeah. But for the rest, like. And also the, the locals here are really lovely. They're always like happy and smiling and stuff like that. So you don't kind of like see that, at least from my, what, what I've seen. Yeah, that's really good. I'm pretty lucky. It's kind of been a good perspective change as well because when I first moved to this little beach town, all my family's in New Zealand and I'm just in this little town in Australia and all of last year I felt really isolated from all my friends and family and I just wanted to go home and the borders were closed and I had some really, really bad dark times and it was quite a struggle and then this year now that I'm doing better I have gone back home to visit everyone for a month but then I went hiking with my flatmates on this little island and it's just blue skies here 90% of the time and it's summer weather even in winter and it's just so warm even from the moment you wake up so it just made me feel really grateful to be somewhere like this while all, all of this is happening so it's just like a good perspective shift kind of thing to make sure you feel grateful every once in a while for sure for sure yeah. yeah 
The next question was, um, how long have you been vegan for and what inspired you to change? Yes, actually, it's becoming, I think it's almost my sixth anniversary. So it was around this time, six years ago, when I went vegan. And how that happened was actually for ethical reasons. So at the time, I was doing like hardcore bodybuilding, and I was eating a lot of meat and eggs and dairy. I was like all about protein. And at the time, I thought this is like the way to eat clean, which is funny. Now I think very differently about that. (laughs) At the time, I was eating like tons of tons of animal products really and it kind of like accidentally I was on Facebook and there popped like this video series from Finland where I'm from um, of, of a slaughterhouse and of course I didn't want to see but something still made me click on it and it was just like a couple of seconds that like the blindfold was ripped off and I, and I just like kept watching and I felt horrible and I was like okay this is like madness like I don't want to support this yeah and from that moment I decided okay I I'm gonna I'm gonna stop eating meat and then that evening I just kept watching it like I discovered how the dairy industry works how the egg industry works and for me it was like I'm definitely not gonna support those systems anymore those industries but at the same time I was like okay I have no idea what I'm gonna eat I'm probably gonna lose my gains I'm gonna probably lose my muscles but I was like kind of making peace with it because I was like okay I can't that's against my values big time so that's kind of like kick-started my like yeah like curiosity to then learn on how to how to eat vegan and how to kind of like change up those those products that I've been eating for almost my whole life yeah um the first documentary that I ever watched was Earthlings did you see that one I have started it yeah we couldn't finish. Not, I could, like that's also one thing like after I after I decided I'm not going to participate in those industries anymore I'm not going to support those industries I still like watch a lot of documentaries and educate myself yeah. but I try to avoid like purely watching cruelty because I feel like I don't want to like torture myself because I'm not you know yeah yeah yeah, I wouldn't watch that one now because I don't need to, but that was the first documentary that I ever watched. So I was like, it went straight into the deep end. And I'm pretty sure I ate lamb that night for dinner. And then it, you see like everything happening in the slaughterhouse and I just felt like spewing. So I was like, oh my God, I'll try give it a go. And then I went vegetarian, I think only lasted three weeks because I didn't really know what to do. And then I watched What the Health and that was the serious one where I'm like, okay, I think that was on my, just around my 21st birthday. And it's also the same time I started weight training. And then I just found it like, I didn't try to lose weight, but over about six months, people just started saying, oh my God, you've lost so much weight. And then I started looking at old photos of myself and my arms had just like slimmed way down, got on way more toned. My, I lost heaps of baby fat off my face because my cheeks used to be really chubby. My stomach got more toned and I was like, oh my God, you don't even have to try. It just happens. And I just really like the fact that you're encouraged to eat more and it to, like people think that it's really restrictive, but to me, I feel like it's abundance. I feel like it's the opposite. So I just feel like, I was so passionate about it that I worked in a hotel at a corporate job and I wore a suit every day and I quit all that even after getting a really expensive degree just to do nutrition instead because I was like oh my god if you can stop disease that's preventable like no one knows about this so I've got to like tell the world so I've been doing that ever since and it just feels like really meaningful work kind of thing it's powerful right yeah yeah Mm. Uh, what changes did you notice in your physique, internal body, and mental health after going vegan? Well, you actually mentioned 
I, quite a lot of things that you experienced that I had like similar experiences myself. So as, as yeah. I mentioned, like I was actually eating a lot of animal products at the time and I went vegan and I went vegan gradually. I think it was over the course of like six weeks, even from, because I just couldn't do it overnight. Like I had no idea what I would even eat. So yeah. I first like stopped meat and I stopped like, you know, uh, first like red meat and chicken and stuff like that. So I like, gradually kind of did the transition and yeah, I, I experienced like similar things. I, I feel like I, if I had to sum it up, I just like everything cleared, like my skin cleared all the, like I leaned up a lot. Like I, have, I was like always trying to be like lean and, you know, eat clean and, and have the gains. Uh, but I like now the same thing when I look at those pictures, I'm like, oh my God, I look so puffy. Like I still had abs and everything, but like my face and everything looks like inflamed because yeah. because of the old animal products, right? So I also like, naturally just leaned up, like my muscle tone came up really nicely. And um, the biggest changes actually were in my energy levels. Yeah. So I started to feel so full of energy. I felt like this kind of foggy cloud just like disappeared. I felt yeah. like I can just, I can think, I don't need to take naps and I can just train more because I recovered fast. Like it was just like this magical thing. And I was like, why did I not know about this before? I had the same thing. Like <laughs> I have to like help people do this because I felt like more amazing than ever. So yeah. that's also how I got into, you know, coaching others and, and, you know, showing the world that you can actually be a vegan and an athlete. Yeah, that's really awesome. Uh, what does a typical day of food look like for you? I eat a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm a CrossFit athlete, so my uh, calorie consumption is quite high. Hmm. So um, that's also one thing, like what I love about being plant-based because the, the, the volume of the foods, when you eat mainly like whole foods, is, the volume is higher, but the calorie density is lower. Yeah. So this allows you to basically, yeah, eat quite a lot of food. So a typical day, my absolute favorite for the breakfast is a smoothie bowl because okay. I, I love it. I can put like all the good stuff in there. So, but I usually, I usually like basically two bananas and I put a bunch of like greens, like kale and spinach or stuff like that. Then I put some soy milk. Then I throw in some oats, some berries, whatever other fruits I might be in season. Like now is the mango season in Bali. We have a mango tree in our garden. So I throw in some mangoes. And then I blend it all up and then I top it up with like all kinds of like nuts and seeds and nut butters or granola or something like that. So I mix it up, but that's kind of like my like go-to every morning because that's like yeah. a bunch of superfoods. Then for lunch, I always have um, kind of the most protein-rich meal. So this is where I usually eat some tofu tempeh or seitan as of kind of the main source of protein. And then, uh, which I'm sure I'm going to talk about soon frozen as well and then a bunch of vegetables so the same thing happened to me as what you were saying as well Cassie like when I was uh, when I decided to go vegan I thought oh my god this is gonna probably be really restrictive but what actually happened I, I discovered all these foods that I didn't even know existed mm. like chickpeas and all kinds of vegetables like I was just basically eating chicken broccoli you know the typical like the same stuff all the time so when I went vegan I started to test and experiment yeah um so that's on the on the lunch kind of back to what I'm eating a day so on the lunch as well like I try to mix things up so a lot of like legumes a lot of different vegetables kind of what's in season what's like fresh and available so that's most like a big bowl of all the, all the good stuff all the rainbow foods uh sometimes I put it in a wrap or something like that to like you know make it a little bit different for the snack in the afternoon I usually make another smoothie or eat some fruits some nuts something like that and then for dinner, um, I'm, I'm lucky to have my fiance who is an uh, Italian, like he's into like cooking. So he often makes like this amazing vegan food. So often we eat like homemade cooked meals. Also, 
Um, here in Changu, it's it's quite a lot of vegan restaurants. Every now and then we also go eat out, and uh, it's it's basically like quite simple foods that, that we like to eat. But yeah, just a lot by the feel. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. What's your favorite high protein meal? High protein meal? Yeah. I like I I go quite a lot in like periods. I get like very excited about certain foods, and then I like get obsessed with them, and then I eat them for like a lot, and then it changes. At the moment. Yeah. I'm in love with Satan. Like yeah. I love Satan. It's first was really high in protein, uh, but it's like uh, with different like marinations and stuff like that. You can make it really, really tasty, mm. and you can put it on like sandwiches. You can put it in like bowls. You can use it in so many different ways. Yeah. So I love like at the moment I'm in love with all kinds of meals with Satan in them. Yeah, I can't have gluten, so I haven't had. Sa- oh, I think I've had it before. I bought it bef- when I was still kind of testing going gluten-free and after I went vegan I don't know why I just craved duck for some reason even though I'd only eaten it twice in my life and like a red curry then when I moved to Australia I found like a plant-based roast duck and that was made from seitan and I thought it was really nice but I just can't have it now because it makes me bloat (laughs) but if I could have it I would (laughs) yeah 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 that was interesting what are the benefits of eating plants over animals for health and fitness purposes there's so many benefits, right? Where do I even start? Um, well, basically, like, the, the if I first talk about my own experience, what happened when I switched all those animal products into plant foods was, like, the massively increased energy levels and the, the kind of soreness and the kind of joint pains and aches that went away. And there's, like, different theories why, why this is, but... What, what I think it has to do with is like when you eat, especially when you eat like mainly whole plant foods, you're eating so much more like nutritious foods, which are also, um, I, I know this is kind of like a, a debatable topic, but like the, the alkalinity and acidity in foods. Yeah. So I believe like when you provide your body with like an alkaline environment and you, you eat the foods that come, you know, from nature in different colors, it just is so good for the body. So, um, so yeah, the, the benefits, like as an athlete, as I said, like I could start training more because I didn't have to, I didn't have to record from the workouts that long anymore. Like hmm. my body just felt like I could like do a massive workout the next day. I'm all good. Hmm. I didn't have to like nap after, after my meals and nap after my workouts <laughs> and my flexibility, my mobility just increased significantly. I felt like I wasn't like that kind of morning stiff and stuff like that. So like, like uh, performance wise, I definitely saw like really big benefits. Of course, health wise, there's so many things like how, if, if, like, if we look into science, like how red meat is um, linked with like different types of cancers and heart disease and strokes and all those things that I also said before, like actually with a whole food plant diet, we can not only uh, prevent those diseases, but can even reverse those. So mm. there is like so much um medicine into eating the right foods that our body actually thrives on yeah but yeah it, this is a topic i think we, we could just chat about like hours and hours yeah 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 uh, what are the most common misconceptions about protein you hear like i think in regards to people thinking that plant protein is less superior or that you need meat or that you can't absorb the plant proteins or that it's like insufficient kind of thing yeah, well, 
I think that the, the most kind of general worry people have is it's in general, like, where is the protein? Because we're so conditioned, right? Like, you need the animal products for the protein, which I also thought, like, I was also like, oh, no, like, I'm going to lose my muscles now when I go vegan. Um, so this is obviously the question that all vegans hear all the time, like, where do you get your protein from? So I think in general, people just don't know, which is understandable before you kind of look into it. And uh, also, of course, that this little bit of like confusion, what was from the kind of very, very old protein myths of like that you need to kind of magically combine different protein sources in yeah. one meal. And, you know, and also this, uh, yeah, this kind of like common thing of like animal that we need animal protein for protein. Yeah. And, and another one, what I see actually a lot is like people have a very un like educated idea of how much protein we actually need people think like oh we need to eat like massive amounts of protein there's this kind of like i think it's with the, with the whole kind of fitness industry booming for the past years as well is this idea of like just eat protein you're going to build muscle so everything that has protein on it like even a chocolate bar it sells because like oh this is good because it has protein right yeah. so i think that's also a big part of it like when we actually look at the amount of protein that we need for general population it's not that high when you eat enough calories you easily reach that if you're an athlete or if you're more active uh, or you have like specific uh goals like building muscle or, or weight loss then the protein amount is a little bit higher than for the general population but still really reachable so i think it's just like if people will take 15 minutes to kind of google where to get you know protein and vegan diet yeah. and then when you learn those protein sources then you can kind of release the stress it's not like you know now you're going to die off a protein deficiency it's it's almost impossible to to get a protein deficiency if, as long as you eat enough calories yeah um i don't know how to like word this question because i suppose it can be different per individual but what would you say for like a woman who goes to the gym four to five days a week approximately how many grams of protein would they need a day? Would you say 100 or 150? Or? This depends a lot. So I work with, with vegan women or with like women who want to go vegan. So this depends. This is really individual. So yeah. this depends a lot about their the, size. Yeah, the size of the clients, also like the goal. So we yeah. need more protein when we, when we want to build muscle, right? Um, when there is like specific goals, there is like specific needs. But on a very like... Uh, kind of easy scale so everyone listening as well can calculate like if you want to build muscle you want to build strength usually what I put my clients on usually the minimum is at 1.6 grams per body weight kilogram up to like 2.2 maximum like no one needs more than that but yeah. like even that 1.6 that's like a good number to start with that's that's mostly like when people get into weight training but then again like if you're just active you just want to feel good you don't have specific goals of building muscle you don't even need that much so that 0.8 is, is like said to be the kind of, um, you know, the, the minimum for, for average adult population. Yeah. So around like one gram, but then it increases with, uh, with, with your needs and with your, with your goals. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what are your, oh, what's your biggest tip for wanting to start, oh, biggest tip for someone wanting to get started on their vegan journey? Love that question. Um, first of all, I would, I would say the biggest tip is mindset. If you, if you go into eating vegan or wanting to try vegan, it's like, oh my God, this is restrictive. I can't eat anything. This is so difficult. This is so yeah. hard. Like you're not going to enjoy it. Of course. Like I would rather say like, do a little bit of like a back research or allow yourself some time. Like 
don't maybe try to do it overnight and then just be super confused and you can't eat anything. Mm. This is why people fail. This is why we unfortunately hear so many people say, oh, I tried going vegan, but it just wasn't for me. And the most common yeah. reason is because people have no idea what they're doing. Then they eat too little, then, then they don't have energy, then they feel tired. Of course, it doesn't work like that. Mm. So I'd say like, look into it a little bit, like either work with, with, with the specialist, work with the coach or like do your own research, listen to podcasts. It can be a little bit challenging though, like the, the jungle of, you know, information and, and studies and conflicting stuff. So I would recommend like, um, yeah, get someone who, who knows what they're doing to help you out. Hmm. Um, but like to, to keep things really simple, like even like veganizing the foods that you eat. If you love to eat, I don't know, a taco salad. So just Google like vegan taco salad. See how you can replace that minced meat. You can easily make like minced soy. You can like start kind of experimenting yourself. Yeah. Or if you, if, you know, you, you use uh, milk in your coffee or any dairy, like just start like experimenting without thinking like, oh my God, I can't have this milk, but I'm going to have like, no, just like go into, into the store and try soy milk. See if you like it, try rice milk. See if you like it, like find your favorite. Then naturally the kind of animal version is going to fall off. Right. This yeah. is how I did it as well. This is why it took me a couple of weeks because I rather was like kind of making exciting, experimenting rather than first cutting everything out and then being like all confused on, on how to do it. So yeah, veganize your meals. I do a little bit of research, like just even a quick Google search about the vegan protein. So you get a little bit of an idea. If you feel like you, you, you want to kind of like cut the trial and error, get someone to help you. Then you're also going to feel more confident. Yeah, something that I think a lot of people do, even people who might be trying to do meatless Mondays or something, like if they share photos, oh, like one example, I've brought this up in a video before, this lady shared in a vegan Facebook group and she was like, yeah, um, I think she only just went vegan, but she didn't adequately swap out the nutrients. So she had, I think she had a cauliflower steak that was pretty small and then just a tiny amount of like, sauteed capsicum and broccoli or something so there was no like proper protein or no complex carbs or no healthy fats or like definitely not enough food on the plate in general but they think that it's healthy but they haven't been doing it for long enough to have negative effects from it but it probably wouldn't fill you up and especially if you're doing workouts and stuff it's not going to fuel you and it's not enough for women's hormones so definitely making sure you're eating enough but adding all of the elements onto your plate and just making sure you're making like direct swaps. So even with pasta, instead of having the white pasta, you can have the protein pasta made from chickpeas or other legumes and stuff. So it will help bump up the fiber and protein. And I add like lots of seeds to my meals, like sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds to lots of stir fries. And I think women are often scared of fat, even the good fat, because they think it's high in calorie and it's going to put weight on. But I feel really good eating like whole handfuls of that stuff and snacking on some trail mix or nuts throughout the day or while I'm cooking dinner, just eating a few nuts and stuff. Um, so I think just making sure you're building your plate properly and fueling your body properly. So that's mm -hmm. something that I see, or if they take away the meat, they don't add in like textured vegetable protein or the seitan or anything. They just have like kind of a half empty meal, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's why people think it's, inadequate or empty because they're not adding in enough stuff kind of thing so it just comes yeah. experience yeah yeah absolutely and that's such a that's a, such an important thing you brought it up because like that's that's yeah that's when the vegan diet becomes not well well built like any balance uh, any any diet is not healthy if it's 
imbalanced if it's not yeah. built correctly, right? This is also why um, what we do with our clients, we always start with a meal plan and we tease yeah. the macros, not because we want them to track for the rest of their lives, but like 90% of my clients, they don't eat enough. When they first come to me, they mm -hmm. think they're eating healthy. They think they might be eating a lot, but it's almost in every case, especially because these girls are like into fitness, you know, training because of the volume in plant foods is also higher. So it might look like, yeah, I'm eating these massive plates, but it's always surprising. Like they, they have been trying on their own to lean up and, you know, get, you know, more muscle and stuff like that. And then they kind of freak out when, when they learn how much they should be eating. So we gradually build it up and then they start yeah. leaning up. Then they start feeling better. Then they start building strength. And then eventually, like this is also for anyone listening, macro approach is not necessary. It's not for everyone, but that's like a very good tool to kind of teach you and yeah. understand about nutrition and understand like what, like how much fat you actually, you know, you need and also carbohydrates so much, especially with women, so much fear around carbohydrates like yeah. you eat low carbs and you should like i still get questions on my instagram on a weekly basis do you eat carbs from girls um, like oh my gosh how is this even possible it's still like you know the the mindset and the belief system around carbs can be so kind of confused so yeah basically like uh, the the uh, tracking can be a really good phase to teach you how much you need to eat and then eventually you can just eyeball the foods because you have the knowledge and you have the confidence on how to do it yeah, I definitely think tracking doesn't have to be forever. I've never been one to enjoy it because I think it creates fear around food. But when I have done it for short periods of time, like I just started again because I need to start preparing for the next show, it can definitely be used as a learning tool. So I already eat well, but there'll still be some things that are like extremely high in calories that you don't realize. Like I bought dinner out the other night. It was kind of like a takeaways, but it was like a enchilada kind of thing from like this Mexican place and just for dinner alone it was like over 1000 calories just because it's store-bought but if you made it at home it would only be half that amount kind of thing mm. so I think all that kind of thing is interesting just to learn and get knowledge about it but for anyone watching or listening if if any of my clients are interested in intuitive eating I think a good um but like a baseline to build your plate is to do like half of your plate lean veggies or salad and then a quarter complex carbs and a quarter protein and then like two tablespoons of healthy fat so whether you have like half an avocado on there or some seeds so not every meal will look like that because sometimes I make veggie lasagnas with heaps of veggie mints and only spinach sprinkled through or I'll make like a huge thing of mac and cheese so not every meal will be like that but for mm -hmm. like if you want to start eyeballing your meals, that can be a really good way to make sure you get enough fiber and like really pack in the veggies because most people do not, they only have like two tiny mm. florets. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's such a good tip as well. Like yeah. the plate model and then also listening to how, how you feel, right? Yeah. Like that's with the, with the weekly check-ins that I do with my clients. It's like I teach them to constantly observe like their energy levels. How is their sleep? How is the training? Are we progressing? Are the strength levels going up? Are they able to put on more weight? If this is not happening, if you feel tired, if you feel weak, of course, like there's other factors as well that affect these things. But a lot, a lot of time comes down to nutrition. So when people are eating intuitively, it's important that you, um, yeah, kind of like know your body enough or like you listen to your body because it's not, yeah. it's not even about the vegan diets in general. Like if you don't provide your body with enough nutrients or enough fuel, your body is not going to be happy and then start yeah. compromising on actually the state of thriving. And of yeah. course, like everyone wants to thrive. Everyone wants to feel at their best and look at their best. And this is really easy, easily achievable when 
um, whatever like way or tool you want to use to to get there. But when you are in tune with your body and you you listen what your body needs. Yeah. Uh, what are your top tips for abs and core strength? <laughs> yeah, I get asked this question a lot. So basically abs, getting rid of belly fat in general, it just comes down a lot to your overall fat percentage. There is no magic movements that are going to like, if your fat percentage is not low enough, you, you can't expect like, I'm just going to do enough crunches and, you know, yeah. <laughs> build visible abs. It just doesn't work like that. So it comes a lot down to uh, the overall fat percentage, which comes down to you know your nutrition and training overall like when yeah. we, when you want to have visible abs first you we need, we need to get that fat percentage down of course it's a lot of genetics as well so some people just have um like genet- genetically easier visible abs or different shaped abs than others yeah but then of course like if we just don't think only purely about the aesthetics it's important to to build core strength whether or not they would be visible or, or, or not right so yeah um of course like there's a time and place for doing like simply core work but but it also uh, strengthens your core it's weight training in general like functional weight training without like sitting all the time in machines but when we do like you know work with barbells and dumbbells kettlebells stuff like that this is like where you always need to stabilize your core so it, it also comes through like big functional movements that you you, you build up the core strength and what i would recommend i also have my clients is like a, a core routine that you can do you know two to three times a week, something that kind of builds also those deeper muscles, especially for us women, the pelvic area is really, really important. It's going to also allow you to lift heavier because mm. it's important to have, have the core in shape. But yeah, basically to sum it up, uh, if you want to like, if you want to get lean enough to, to have abs, it's going to be more work what you're going to do in the kitchen and your overall training than kind of like the, the, the app work itself or the, the core work as people mm. often kind of say it. Yeah. Um, do you ever get hate and judgment online for your vegan lifestyle? And if so, how do you deal with it? Yes, I actually used to get it much more than, than now, which is funny because now I speak up really openly and a lot for animal rights and about veganism. Um, but I said, I've been on this journey for six years around now. And when I went vegan six years ago, it was very much less common than what it is uh, today. Yeah. And uh, it was around the same time when I started CrossFit as well. So, of course, like for anyone who knows the kind of CrossFit side of things, like it's very paleo, uh, very kind of meat focused and a lot of like even carnivorism. So it wasn't always like a very warm, (laughs) supportive environment to to be in. Um, I had several coaches who told me that I'm literally like making stupid decisions. I'm compromising my performance. I'm going to lose my muscles, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it wasn't always easy. It wasn't always supportive. But for me, it just kind of filled me up. I got so motivated because I was at the same time. I was like looking into things and I was studying. And I was also, after I went vegan for the ethics, I straight away started and like looking into the health and performance, of course, like being an athlete. And I started to see like, this can actually be a benefit. So I got kind of this mindset of like, I'm freaking going to show you. You know, yeah. I was like, I'm going to show you. You can definitely you know, build gains and, and be, be a crossfitter with no problem. And that's kind of like just, yeah, fired me up and, and filled me to not only for myself, but to inspire others. And to this day, it's, it's cool. Like now people come to me to, to ask, you know, like if their coaches tell, tell them, oh, you can't do crossfit. Like most of my clients, they, they come to me because it's the reason. Their coaches tell them it's not possible. They, they simply don't know how to do it. Um, and then I help them like with, with the nutrition side of things if they're still working with, with the with coaching fitness. Yeah. Um, so it comes a lot down to, you know, being confident in, in yourself, which just comes through, you know, educating yourself, 
and also being really in tune with your why. So I think this is a, is a big thing for me. It's the why is so strong. Like since the moment that I saw those slaughterhouse videos, I have been very passionately like speaking up for animal rights. So for me, I would never go back into uh, eating animal products because it's so strongly like my why. Um, so I don't kind of let it affect me every now and then I get some nasty comments, of course, and, and some people like kind of wanting to attack against whatever it would be. But I just often take it as just like motivation to, to inspire more and educate more people and, and show the world that uh, this movement is only growing and it's, it's a beautiful movement because it's not only for our health, it's also for the health of the planet. It's, 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 it's a win-win-win uh, situation in my opinion for everyone. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot of lately about living in alignment as well. And I had like a, it's kind of like a personal development session I did. It was like a breakthrough session with a woman's confidence coach, which I did last night. It went for four and a half hours, which was amazing. But I said, how do you know if you're living in alignment? And we worked through all these things and worked through all these values and different feelings that I've had in the past and stuff. And it was really life-changing, but it just feels really good knowing that you eat in line with your values because we're talking about different negative emotions and she brought up like when was the time that you felt sad and last year I don't have them anymore um, but I got gifted a mini pig and I was already plant-based but I didn't know how cool pigs were (laughs) and we like took him to the beach swimming and he just made us laugh every day he like got into the feed and ate so much that he was passed out in the grass and he was so fat from eating so much food and he was just so hilarious even from the moment we got him he already knew how to sit for his food and stuff and it just made me realize even though I didn't know how cool pigs were back then when you cook up like this morning I had um, bagels with plant-based bacon at least it feels really good to know that you're not harming another pig that would be just like that pet one or like the other pigs that are in factory farms and stuff and you're not contributing to death and all the stuff with the planet and it doesn't have the same amount of saturated fat um, in it as well. So it just feels really good to live and align with your values. Um, But even the more that the longer and longer that I do this and the more videos I watch, I originally did it for health and then started finding out all the stuff about the animals, even though I already love them. And then now I've been watching so much stuff about the environment and stuff. So it's just a really good feeling knowing that you're doing something good every single day. It's like really good for your mental health, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And that's, I think is also for anyone watching or listening, like if you are in an unsupportive environment, like we, we cannot in general change other people. So it, it might be frustrating to have, you know, if your family or friends, if they're not vegan or they're like mocking you and, and they don't understand your decision and stuff like that. So always coming back to like your why and the, the fact that like, the the way that you show up for the world is going to influence the most like we can't tell other people oh you shouldn't do this you should eat this it's like people get interested of what you're doing when you are trying so focusing on you feeling good and you doing your thing and not letting kind of that negative stuff come come into your life and just like you keep crushing it and eventually Either, either your, your uh, people get interested or they don't. And then if you just make peace with it, that you can only do your, you, do your best and, and focus on the good stuff. And of course, like, um, if you, like, often we get asked a lot of questions, right, about protein, about iron, about these things. Like, 
if it helps you like to boost up your confidence, you want to get to those. Sometimes it can be really constructive conversations. So again, like when you educate yourself, it's easier to kind of answer those questions without getting kind of irritated or getting annoyed because you don't really know. So that's also one, one big tip of like, if you get asked questions and you want to get to those conversations, like, uh, like do, your, do your research, do your studies. So then it's easier for you to kind of like also educate people when, when those questions come up. Yeah, I think it's really funny proving people wrong as well, because when I first made the switch, some of my family members were very against it. And I've, I realized now it's only because they care about you at the times so they like don't want you to become nutrient deficient. And they don't think you can survive without having those kind of products. So some of them that it's only because they care about you and some of them just rude and make horrible jokes. I was at Christmas one year and these family members were saying like, yeah, you can eat the plate for lunch because the plate's vegan. Or you can go out in the grass with the cows and eat the grass because that's vegan. And I'm like, ah, just a fake laugh. And it's just really awkward. But then like mm. I was in better shape than anyone there. <laughs> so mm. then after doing it for long enough, like when you just still maintain a good physique and feel good on the inside and I don't have any, like all my bloating and digestive issues are cured and like my hormones are balanced. I've got clear skin, all these different things. Then eventually they'll realize that you might be doing something right and they might get interested in it in the end. So you're just going to stick to your guns and stay like in tune with your body, make sure you're fueling your body right. But not everyone will understand at first, but then they might get interested once they see you having success with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's everyone's like, I think it's everyone's own journey. And also remembering that you don't have to entertain any sort of conversations if you don't want to. I got at some point of the journey also to the point that I was so tired of always like getting this, like, so why did you go vegan? And then getting all these like jokes about it, like when people wouldn't take it seriously. So I just like started setting boundaries. I was like, if you want to have a like serious constructive conversation, I'm happy to, but if you're just going to like, you know start saying like plants have feelings too kind of things my boundaries are there like I'm not going to waste my energy and my time yeah. you know so that's also something like that's also I think I, I don't get that anymore because people sense it when you're confident in what you do and and you don't take sort of say the bullshit then uh yeah it's not going to affect you anymore yeah yeah I think that's everything so I'll finish up the interview now so I'll um, I'll link your Instagram below. Is there anything else you wanted me to link or just your Instagram account? I also do have a YouTube channel, which is not like as active as my Instagram. Instagram, I active daily, but yeah. it's, it's also the Vegan Press to Go on, on YouTube. Uh, yeah. So you can, you can also link that. Okay, cool. I'll link that as well. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening. I hope you gained some valuable, um, valuable information and also some inspiration. If you're interested in getting started on the journey, if you just wanted to learn more or learn more about the athlete and physique kind of side of it. So thanks so much for coming on to me. <laughs> thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for listening, everyone, and stay tuned for the next one. Mm-hmm.